Our top stories tonight, Patrick Mahomes wants a new contract and he's going to get it. We have updates on current starters, backups, and guys that are not signed to NFL rosters right now at the running back position. We have updates on rookies and the NFL schedule. All that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. And so we are back once again, and Patrick Mahomes will soon be back to being the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Now, it's a weird story at its face value, but it does make sense when you break it down. So initially, Patrick Mahomes signs a 10-year contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, $45 million per year. And really, most of us thought, okay, well, that's the top of the market. Patrick Mahomes is worth X, and so every other quarterback is worth less than X because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. And that X equals $45 million, and so we thought we were set. But then Josh Allen gets paid more than that. Then Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and some of these other quarterbacks want more than Russ or want more than Patrick Mahomes got. And so teams acquiesce. And wouldn't it have been interesting if teams just held out? No, sorry, Josh Allen, you get less than Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, you get less than Patrick Mahomes. But once Kyler Murray signed that deal, no, then it becomes easy. Same with Russell Wilson. Same with Deshaun Watson. Then it's, well, I don't care about Patrick Mahomes' contract. That's the old market. I'm better than this guy, so I get more than this guy. And we see that with Jalen Hurts, with Lamar Jackson. We're going to see it with Joe Burrow. We're going to see it with Justin Herbert. But Patrick Mahomes is going to get his due. Patrick Mahomes will see an increased contract. He will redo it with the Kansas City Chiefs. He will be paid more. And they'll find ways to make it work under the salary cap too. That is the beauty of Patrick Mahomes' contract. The fact that Patrick Mahomes has, I don't know what it is now, but he had 10 years on his deal. You can just keep kicking that salary cap can down the road over and over again because when you restructure money, it gets spread out over the remaining years of the contract. When there's eight years left and you restructure, that number becomes smaller and smaller. And realistically, the Chiefs can just keep doing this over and over again because as soon as Patrick Mahomes retires, it doesn't matter. You're starting over anyways. You can do a full rebuild, but as long as you have Patrick Mahomes continue to extend him long-term, continue to give him everything that he wants, Patrick Mahomes, he's a damn treasure. Let's be honest. Patrick Mahomes is an absolute treasure, deserves every penny that he is going to get, and so do you with the FFPC. You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the 
FPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it. Go do it. Go sign up at the FFPC. Love the FFPC and all the work that they do to support us. Love Big Shy. Happy to have you on the show, as well as Senior Football. Always appreciate you tuning in. Are the Bills going to sign Matt Areza? I don't believe so. I know the headline came out today that Matt Areza was not at the alleged location where the sexual assault took place. However, there is also a phone call of him admitting to have se- having sex with an underage individual. And so I don't know how that all plays out. And so until we hear more, because there's still the civil suit that's going on. And with that tape, I am not going to dive into it. Matt Areza still has some figuring out to do in terms of the courts. And so I don't think until everything is ironed out until it's, it's going to be a while. It is still going to be a while. And so that is something that is not on my radar and probably not on most teams radars at this point because of the statements that he himself made. And so moving on from that Saquon Barkley and the New York giants, unlike Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas city chiefs, Saquon seems unlikely that he will play. Sorry, not play. Jeez Louise, I scared you for a second. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? No, I don't think Saquon Barkley's pulling a Le'Veon Bell, but they are not close to a contract extension. Dexter Lawrence, who just got paid the nose tackle for the Giants, he believes it's coming, but it's going to be a while. They're talking again, so that's good news, but... The Giants and Saquon are just too far apart on a number that makes sense. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if Saquon's going to get his contract. He'll end up playing the year out on his franchise tag. I do believe he will show up for camp. I do don't believe he will hold out through camp. Because remember, Saquon Barkley is the only... Evan Ingram, I think, can still hold out. But... Lamar Jackson, he signed his contract extension, but before that, when you receive the franchise tag, you cannot show up to workouts, to minicamp, to OTAs, to training camp. You can't show up to anything until you sign that con- that franchise tag. It's a contract, but it's a franchise tag. And so, until Saquon signs on the dotted line, he cannot show up. Every other position you cannot skip organized team activities, all of these mandatory minicamp sessions. You must go. You will be fined a lot of money. And the teams cannot rescind those fines anymore. You can be given an excuse to skip out. You can be given a doctor's note or a uh, a note from your family that you've got. A lot of times players will miss practice for the birth of a child. That stuff all gets taken care of. And it's fine, but you can't say, I am holding out. I want a new contract. I am not showing up until I get my new contract unless you're under the franchise tag. Those are the only players that don't have to show up for work and can't. So Saquon Barkley, we'll see when he signs his franchise tag, when he returns to the New York Giants. Same with Evan Engram, though the Jaguars did draft his replacement in the second round. Interesting, going to be following that. Speaking 
of drafting replacements. Samaj P. Ryan. They drafted his replacement, didn't they? Chase Brown? Well, not so fast. The Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor continue to hype Travion Williams, the former Texas A&M Aggie, continues to get praise from the Bengals. They say they brought him back for a reason, that they saw him develop through those first four years. And realistically, we know, based on how last season ended, that the Cincinnati Bengals prefer Travion Williams to Chris Evans. Chris Evans was a healthy scratch to end the year for the Bengals. Now, I'm not saying that can't be flipped, but based on the information we know now, Travion Henderson would be that RB2 behind Joe Mixon, which is why I thought they would invest further in the running back position. But Chase Brown isn't a good enough investment. He has a long way to go in the realm of pass blocking and running routes. Athletic freak. But Travion Williams might have a role for these Cincinnati Bengals early in the year. Or it could be Ezekiel Elliott or Leonard Fournette. We don't know where those two, where Kareem Hunt, where any of those running backs are going to sign. Zeke is gaining steam with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, this is something that we said would make sense. Skip Pete, the running back coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was Ezekiel Elliott's running back coach throughout his time with the Dallas Cowboys. And so, there's a chance. There's a chance that the Buccaneers bring in Zeke to be the new Leonard Fournette. But there's also a chance that they do nothing. And Chase Edmonds is the RB2. And Rashad White is a bell cow. And then there's Sean Tucker on the roster as a UDFA. We know that Sean Tucker, not a threat to Rashad White. But find out for yourself. With the rookie guide from Player Profiler, Cody Carpentier put in work on this one. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section, and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. It is the best that you can get. There is no better bang for your buck than Player Profiler. And if you want more than the rookie guide, if you want the all-in package, sign up now with promo code JACK. Save $10. It's 135 Well, actually, it's $180 value. You get it for $125. It's priced at $135. Save $10 with promo code JACK. And you have access to everything that I have access to. Moving on now to the rookies across the NFL. Hendon Hooker is expected to take a redshirt year. Poor Dan Campbell. I don't know if I believe it. Because right now, the backup is Nate Sudfeld. 
who we all remember is the guy that the Eagles benched Jalen Hurts for in the final game of the season to tank the pick just a little bit. Not a true backup in the NFL. Brad Holmes admitted to this. Brad Holmes admitted that we need more of a plan at backup because Sudfeld, Tim Boyle, David Blau, that wasn't a real backup that we've had. So Jared Goff needs a backup. That is Hendon Hooker. And I will not be surprised if we see early in training camp. Maybe they even keep him on the PUP list. I doubt it. But Hendon Hooker is going to beat out Nate Sudfeld for this backup role early on. I don't think the redshirt year is going to happen. I really don't. Not that he's going to push Jared Goff for playing time, but he's going to be QB too because he deserves it. And speaking of deserving it, the Washington Commanders believe that Chris Rodriguez, the running back out of Kentucky, deserved to be drafted in the third round. Oh, this is a tale as old as time, a song as old as rhyme. Players being hyped up by the team that drafted them in excess. Oh, well, we drafted this guy in the fifth round? Well, we couldn't believe it. We were absolutely shocked. We had a third round grade on him. You hear this from every single team, why their pick was actually a good idea even when it wasn't. Oh, well, the other teams were trying to trade up in front of us. We're the 49ers and we just drafted a kicker. Well, no, we, we actually made the correct decision because other teams wanted the kicker. They were going to trade up. Oh, this is actually a good pick. This is a good pick in the fifth round, drafting a running back that's not really a plotter, but not really a speedster. Chris Rodriguez is fine. He's fine. He's just a guy. He's fine. But... I don't believe that you had a third round grade on Chris Rodriguez. And if you did, I would love to see your grades on the rest of this class. I'd love to see your grade on Roshan Johnson. If Chris Rodriguez is a third. And speaking of Roshan Johnson, the Chicago bears do not believe that they need a bell cow running back. They drafted Roshan to be part of a committee with Khalil Herbert, who they really like with Dante Foreman, who they really like, with Travis Homer, who they really like. And sure, the Bears are saying this now, but let's be real. When the pads come on, when training camp starts up, when we see live NFL action in preseason, it is going to become clear that Roshan Johnson is the guy. As my friend Seth Diewold says, he is going to be seeing 50% plus a percent of the opportunity by week six. Roshan Johnson, no matter what. Finally, we have the NFL schedule that's coming out. And we already know the matchups that are going to happen. We just need to figure out when each game is going to be played. The schedule makers just slotting in all over the place, just filling in all of these games. But having a look through myself, and there's... A lot of primetime games. You look at the AFC and all four of those teams that finished first in the AFC, they play each other, obviously. That's how scheduling works. So the Chiefs will play, the Bengals will play, the Bills will play, the Jaguars. Fatal four-way between all of those teams. Every single one of them deserves to be on primetime. How do you not have Patrick Mahomes versus 
Joe Burrow on primetime. How do you not? Well, they already did. They did this year, which was stupid. But how do you not have that? How do you not have Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen in primetime? How do you not have Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow in primetime? Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Allen in primetime. These are must-have primetime games. And even the second-place teams, too. The Ravens face the Chargers, face the Dolphins. We remove the Titans, who somehow finished second in the AFC South. Spoiler alert, no primetime games for the AFC South. Maybe we get one or two, especially with the Houston Texans versus the Indianapolis Colts, rookie on rookie. Maybe we do that early in the year. Maybe someone decides, oh, well, the Jaguars, they need an extra primetime game. Let's, let's put up Trevor Lawrence against a rookie. But I don't want any AFC South divisional matchups on my primetime TV, unless it's maybe the rookies, Richardson versus Young, but or no, Richardson versus Stroud, sorry. But even then, eh. But these second-place teams, Ravens versus Chargers, that's going to be great. Ravens versus Dolphins, we have seen high-flying affairs multiple times. Lamar Jackson carves up the Dolphins, but last time, Dolphins carved up the Ravens too. Put that on primetime. The entire AFC North we can put on primetime. Ravens versus the Bengals, Browns versus the Bengals, Steelers versus the Browns, Ravens versus Steelers. All of these games we can put in primetime. Same with the AFC East, Bills versus Dolphins versus Patriots versus Jets. Now that Aaron Rodgers is with the New York Jets, every single one of the AFC East divisional games can be a primetime game. Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen, primetime. Josh Allen versus Tua Tagovailoa. Prime time because he's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And we saw them in prime time last year, and it's pretty fun. The snowball game. Aaron Rodgers against Bill Belichick, prime time. That kind of carries the Patriots to prime time games is Belichick. The roster's not quite there, but the reputation, it's worth it in prime time. And the AFC West, there's going to be too much prime time in the AFC West. The Raiders and Broncos, we saw last year, we do not want much of the Broncos in primetime. Don't want much of the Raiders in primetime either with Josh McDaniels, but it's going to happen and it's fine because the Chargers are fun. The Chiefs are fun, but hopefully they learn their lesson and there is less AFC West in primetime this coming season. NFC East head-to-head games need to be on primetime. Exactly. Much like the AFC North, the NFC East needs to be all prime time. I mean, the Cowboys versus the Eagles versus the Giants versus the Commanders who really they don't need prime time games so much, the Commanders, but against the Cowboys and Eagles, it's always going to be fun. It's always going to be entertaining. It is always going to be a slugfest. In the North, Lions, Lions rule the roost now, but Lions versus Vikings, you can put that in prime time and it's going to do well. Lions versus Packers, that'll do well. It just always does. Lions versus Bears, two of the more exciting young teams. You could put that in primetime. Bears versus Vikings. Bears versus Packers. The changing of the NFC North, it is still an exciting division. Maybe even more exciting, knowing that it's not just going to be, oh, Aaron Rodgers wins again. Aaron Rodgers wins again. Over in the West, the NFC West, 49ers and Seahawks, that is a primetime matchup waiting to happen every single year. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is for the 49ers. Doesn't matter. That's a primetime game. The Rams are always interesting too because they should be better than they were last year. So 
Rams versus 49ers, Rams versus Seahawks, those should be games worthy of a primetime matchup, but I don't know. We'll see how many primetime games the Rams end up getting. They play the Bengals, which is interesting. Rams versus Bengals, two years ago, Super Bowl matchup. Hmm, could that be a primetime game? Regardless, do not put the Cardinals in primetime. I don't want it. We don't know when Kyler Murray's going to play. Just don't do it. Just protect us from David Blau. Protect us from Jeff Driscoll. Protect us from quarterback they drafted whose name escapes me currently. Uh, Clayton Toon. Clayton Toon. Just save us. Don't put the Cardinals in primetime. And don't put the NFC South in primetime. I know it's probably going to happen. We'll probably get Desmond Ritter versus Bryce Young. Falcons versus Panthers. But, eh. The Falcons are a nifty team, but... They're going to be boring. They're going to run the ball a lot. Eh, just no. Panthers, they're they're an all right team. They got a strong defense. No. Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield versus John Wolford versus Kyle Trask. No, I don't want that in prime time. Uh, who's the other team? The Saints, Derek Carr and the Saints, the, pretending that they're still relevant. No. So no NFC's... No NFC South in my primetime games. No AFC South in my primetime games. No Arizona Cardinals in my primetime games. And after that, I'm pretty happy. There's a lot of good games with the Rams. There's only really two games I don't want in primetime, and that's against the Cardinals and Bucks. You can put the 49ers against the Browns or the Steelers if you want, but the rest of the schedule, 49ers Rams, 49ers Seahawks, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Vikings, those are all NFC playoff teams. The Ravens, the Bengals, the Jaguars, those are exciting AFC playoff teams. So the 49ers, they're going to be in primetime plenty. The Ravens are going to be in primetime plenty as well. They play the Steelers twice, the Bengals twice, the Browns twice. Chargers, Dolphins, Jaguars, those are going to be electrifying games with Lamar Jackson back. As we mentioned, the 49ers and Ravens versus Lions. We all remember that Monday night football game. Justin Tucker with the 59-yard field goal to win the game. Walk off field goal for the win. That is worthy of primetime. The Jets are going to be thrust in there because of Aaron Rodgers. The Dolphins are going to be in there plenty in the AFC East. But really, there are probably four teams that I expect to see in prime time more than anyone else. We've got the Buffalo Bills. You could include them, but they're not going to have all of their divisional games on prime time. That's six games, and we'll maybe get three. The Broncos versus the Bills, the Raiders versus the Bills, those aren't prime time games. Commanders and Bucks versus the Bills, not prime time games. You could put it there, and it would do fine because of Josh Allen, but that's four games for the Bills that don't belong in prime time. Vikings have it too. The Colts, the Texans, the Titans, the Cardinals. No one wants to watch Joe Burrow carve any of those teams up in primetime. Those are pure one o'clock games. Cowboys, though. The Cowboys, you could put the Cowboys versus Panthers in primetime. Even though I don't want the Panthers to be in primetime very often, you could do it. The only game you can't put Dallas in center stage is against the Arizona Cardinals. And if Kyler Murray's healthy, you could even do that. Cowboys versus Eagles sells itself. Cowboys versus Commanders. Cowboys versus Giants. Those all sell themselves. 49ers. 
Rams, Seahawks versus Cowboys. Those are all potential playoff teams. Bills, Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, the Cowboys in the NFC East crossing over with the AFC East. The fact that the Cowboys face Josh Allen, face Bill Belichick, face Aaron Rodgers, face Tua, as do Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. And Daniel Jones crosses over with all those teams. The NFC East, pretty much any game you look at could be a primetime game. For the Eagles, I don't want to see Bucks versus Eagles in primetime, but once upon a time, that was even intriguing. Eagles versus Cardinals, I don't want to see that either, but that's only two games I'm not interested in for the Eagles. But it's the Kansas City Chiefs that turn every single matchup into a game worthy of an island. Because even the bad teams in the division, the Raiders and the Broncos, those are still exciting games with Kansas City. You can't say the same about the Buccaneers or some of these other teams that the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to play, the Cardinals. No, Kansas City, every single game could be a primetime matchup. The Bills versus Kansas City, that's going in primetime. Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow, that's a primetime game. Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes, that's a primetime game. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, primetime. We already talked about the Broncos. We already talked about the Raiders. Patrick Mahomes versus Bill Belichick, that's a primetime freaking game. Dolphins, Tua and Tyreek Hill versus his former best friend in Patrick Mahomes, primetime. Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers, primetime. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, primetime. Patrick Mahomes versus the upstart Lions, that's primetime. Patrick Mahomes against Jordan Love, even primetime. Patrick Mahomes against Kirk Cousins is worthy of primetime. We're going to get sick of it. The hype is going to be nonstop. But the Kansas City Chiefs, you could put them in primetime every single game, every single week, and it's damn worth it. 